Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, women's equality. Also, the V-Team takes a look at serious problems at a mental health facility. And legal weed produces lots of cash and some jobs. Hey, I'm serious, man. You're supposed to be selling that dope, not smoking it, man. We haven't even paid for it yet. I'm selling it. Yeah, you're selling it, man. Hey, listen, I sold two lids last night. How's that? Oh, yeah? All right, Holmes. Who'd you sell them to? Me. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and as always, I'm joined by the V-Team. Welcome home. Hello, oh. hello, hello. It is nice to have the bookends left and right, right and left. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I thought Jeff <coughs> was dead or something. I haven't seen him in forever. I hadn't been sick. <laughs> he yeah. hadn't kicked the bucket yet. Oh, is that right? <laughs> kind of difficult to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hear you have a leg up now. I do. <laughs> I'm always putting my best foot forward. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> One free, the other $9,000. <laughs> well, we don't have a whole lot of time, so we might as well jump right on it. You know, we, we got some really disturbing news this week, Susan. APR reported this week that Taylor Harden, uh, the place where the Alabama puts inmates that have mental issues or people that need to be evaluated for competency hearings. Uh, they, there's about 140 beds, and we got reports from 2018 that show that workers have mm -hmm. said that they work in unsafe environments, they're unsafe for the, the prisoners that are there, they're unsafe for the workers, and they're a host of discriminatory issues mm -hmm. and dangerous situations that the state is absolutely ignoring. I looked through those reports, and I got to tell you, they were frightening. Some of the things these people were talking about, we're talking about no phone service, internet service, or pager service for three days. We're not talking about twenty minutes, in a mental thirty minutes facility. in a mental facility, which puts both the patient and the workers in danger. We're talking about them asked, being asked to work sixteen hours a day, which both, you know, as we all know, if you're sleep deprived or if you're overtired, things are going to slip. Safety goes out the window. Yeah, ask uh, Epstein. Yeah, really? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so, and as, as with Epstein, there's not enough people to monitor, yeah. uh, which makes it dangerous for everybody. I thought the Kennedys. No, it wasn't the Kennedys. Uh, the Clintons. The Clintons yeah, the Clintons got oh. that one, too. <laughs> yeah, they've only been tripped up by an intern. All right, no, so. <laughs> uh, who commissioned the report? Well, actually, is it, some, is it required? It's, it's an internal yeah. survey okay. that they've done since 2015. It's kind of like an employee evaluation, right. but in reverse, mm -hmm. and then the and employees getting feedback. And it's available to the public? Well, yeah, no. now. 
long it is now. now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope Myron Thompson doesn't read it. That's all I got. Uh, if he did, he's going to be quite upset saying. because this is after his ruling. If he finds this out, I do not think he's going to be particularly happy. Well, Josh, these are the same types of abuse that we see in the state prisons. Mm -hmm. Federal Judge Myron Thompson has said it equals to in inhumane Mm -hmm. Treatment. I mean, that's what we're seeing here. Yeah, and it's not—it's not really surprising. It's the same problems that we have in the Department of Corrections that we have in this facility here, which we try to do everything as cheaply as possible. Uh, you know, you try. Basically, they've cut staff. Uh, you know, they've cut down on supplies. They've cut down on everything in order to make as much money as possible off of this situation. And that's—you know—that's kind of a recipe that we've seen throughout the entire state for a long time here is we try to do everything as cheaply as possible without hiring the right competent people. So you could probably come in here and hire one or two competent people and pay them a little bit more money than what they're paying these unqualified people to do. And you would have a much better facility overall. But they're, they're not gonna do it. I mean, Jack, the thing is, it, it, it's not safe for the people that work there. Yeah. And it's not safe for the inmates. So we've got a double problem here. I mean, the state has a responsibility that if we incarcerate people that they are safe. We also have a responsibility that the people we hire aren't subject to this abuse and, and horrible conditions. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, no air and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And, you know, I've always said, and I'm, I'm not an advocate for giving prisoners, you know, a plush sweet. No. But it, they will never be reformed if, I mean, I know part of it, part of it is punitive. That's right. But there are some people who can be reformed. But in those conditions and in, in that environment, it, uh, there's no way. Mm -hmm. and, and these are people, Susan, that have mental health issues. It's exactly. not like they're not in there yeah. because they're they're capable of functioning necessarily outside. But as Josh was talking about, we're talking about uh, management style here. One of the things that really, really disturbs me is we've got sexual abuse going on both ways. We've got physical abuse going on both ways, but the management of this facility discourages employees from filing something as simple as an incident report, yeah. <clears throat> which makes their job look better, which makes them yeah. look like they're doing a better job when they're not actually doing it. And the, it's, it's the, the workers that are screaming we need the incident reports. Well, the, the state needs to do a thorough mm -hmm. investigation of these issues. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, Southern Poverty Law Center or somebody doesn't file suit. The problem is, is getting a plaintiff out of a place like this. And yeah, we, we published the report, did we not? So our viewers can actually go yeah, and look yeah, at the yeah, story. Y'all go look at this report and see what these employees are yeah. saying. It's yeah, it, you know, it's it's just, um, it's, again, it's, it's just kind of indicative of the whole system that we have. And it's a reason, like right now, no one would even care about the problems that we have in the prisons without Myron Thompson. Mm -hmm. uh, and without a federal lawsuit, without, you know, the Southern Poverty Law Center filed that one, without all of that occurring, we wouldn't know of all the problems that were there, even though all of those problems were well documented by the people who worked there for years and years and years. Right. And, and we wouldn't know any of that without the, the, the legal cases. And, and anybody who thinks that it is a liberal idea to treat human beings as human beings yeah. is a nutcase. Yes. Because you do not give up your humanity when you enter prison. You're no. still a human. You, you have rights under the Constitution. But we've only got about a minute and 14 seconds, Jack. And there's a recent poll from the Morning Consult Politico that shows that Republicans are pretty much evenly divided on, you know, uh, about half think that there should be stricter gun control. Uh, the other half says no. And, and I would say in Alabama, there's, there's less of a, there, there's a greater divide 
than nationally. I would think most most Alabama Republicans are well. You not probably for count it. on all your hands and toes. <laughs> uh, the number of people in Alabama who want any gun control are right. Republicans. That's right. Um, and of course, I, I don't mind the waiting period, um, and I, I'm not a big assault rifle fan. And of course, people called our radio show and raising hell about the comment I made. Said, "Well, you've never had a wild boar problem," and I was like, "Well." Uh, no, I haven't, but that's the only way you can a get it. A wild what? A wild boar. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant a prostitute yeah. gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I just don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, though. I think that there are a lot of people, first of all, there's not a, there's not a strong gun owner out there anywhere who doesn't know somebody who, who you think, man, that guy really shouldn't have guns. Yeah. You know, I mean, really. Yeah. And I think everybody is kind of in favor. When you when you put that whole label on it and you just say gun control, are you for gun control? Well, no, nobody's really for that. But if you start breaking things down into individual pieces, then I think you can. I, I agree with And that. I think we need to have a bigger conversation. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's waning already in light of the... Uh, the shootings in El Paso and mm -hmm. Dayton. We need to keep that going. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back to talk about legal weed and the big money. for a drive later, maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a head on collision. Cool, man. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. A lot can change in five years. Except those smile lines you treated with Bellafill. Because that's about how long Bellafill will keep them smooth and filled. Five years. Now you can always look your best without all those injections, appointments, and costs. Bellafill is the only dermal filler that stimulates and maintains collagen growth long-term. Now time is on your side. Josh, this past week you did a report on legal weed, legal <laughs> marijuana that's sold for recreational use. I'm for it, yes. And uh, the revenue's huge, yes. but it is somewhat unpredictable at this point. Yeah, at this point it is, and it is it is huge. It's a huge amount of money that comes in, and most of the time, in some several states, it has outgained alcohol pretty much immediately. Uh, so it, it's a, there's a big pile of money to be made from this, but 
you know, kind of like with gambling, you don't know, uh, they don't know yet how that's going to sustain itself for a long period of time. And what they kind of believe is that you're going to have this initial hit of a lot of people going and buying, you know, when you legalize weed, you're going to have a lot of a big income right up front. And then it's just going to kind of lessen and then stabilize over the long term. And so it, you kind of have to fund programs that you would traditionally fund with, with gambling money like that, you know, your, your scholarship programs or things like that that are going to be self-contained within that amount of money and not try to fund your overall government because the growth is not going to be there to support something like this, say Medicaid. Uh, you know, Medicaid is going to continue to grow year after year after year where this is not. Uh, so you got you got to pick and choose what you can fund. Right. I mean, not that Alabama is in any, you know, hurry to legalize recreational marijuana. I don't know. Uh, I don't mean. I think I think we're headed down that path. I think that you guys, I think you've got so, you got a lot of support from some people like Alpha uh, and, the, and the farmers out there who have been kind of hosed of late uh, with you know some markets that they're yeah. not being able to sell to because of some tariffs that are out there. And so I think that you're seeing a big push now to get you know hemp and weed and yeah. out in the field. Well, hemp, and, is, yeah. hemp is here. Oh, hemp is here. Hemp's so, here. Yeah, it's and uh, I think it's a big push for them. I think you know for me, I, I'm not a big you know I'm I'm not a big advocate for marijuana. But I got to say, if given the choice of watching people smoke uh, mm -hmm. marijuana and drink alcohol, I'll go back to my old tried and true. I very, very rarely or I've never seen somebody go home and beat their children and their wife on marijuana. And yeah. I have seen that repeatedly on. Yeah, but on, you know, the other thing is that in <coughs> most of those states, you see it's not so much <coughs> smoking uh, the, of, of marijuana anymore. It's, you know, you ingest it with the edibles and, and different ways like that. And so I think w when you look at it, it, takes a lot of the health issues that have typically right. been associated with smoking weed uh, out off the table because of most of those health issues come from the, you know, the smoking well, and, smoke. And so. in that same line, you take a lot of the taint, tainted uh, weed off the, off the market mm -hmm. in that we're talking about pe young people dying of fentanyl laced marijuana. Mm -hmm. If we have it reg if we have it legal, it will be regulated, it will be tested. Yeah, and so you get too. you yeah. you get it you get all of that factor out of the market. I mean, listen, th this used to be a very Republican idea, Jack. I mean, this was what, not smoking dope. Yeah. <laughs> Letting people We're make just up judging their, by the legislation, oh, yeah, making up their own mind. Being responsible for what they do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm all for legalization for Recreation or medicinal, I don't care. And, and as far as I remember, marijuana grows like kudzu in Alabama. Alabama has the perfect climate oh, for it. Yeah. So for Alpha to be all in, yeah. it's going to be a good market. Well, you know. It does indeed grow very, very rapidly. <laughs> <laughs> Voice experience, Jack. I hate I got rid of all that farmland, Jack, aren't you? I know, honey. We'll uh, that front pasture. Uh, but, it, you know, in all seriousness, it is big money. Right. It, mm -hmm. it outpaces alcohol and tobacco in tax returns for the for the most part and you know i think if you had to choose between cigarettes and uh and 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 scotch well i wouldn't choose between that and marijuana but a lot of people would <laughs> uh so we'll move on uh susan there was a study that came out this past week where women in alabama are ranked 44th for equality Right? 44th. Uh, the consensus among the females in our group is, we made it to 44? Oh my God, we're not 50. No. Gee whiz, how did that ever happen? Because it's certainly not representative of what we see in our workforce here in Alabama. Well, legislatively, uh, uh, Josh, uh, we're, the women are underrepresented. Mm -hmm. uh, not, they're underrepresented in the workforce as far as pay. 
uh, more women in Alabama work minimum wage jobs than do men, mm -hmm. and the pay is upside down. There is no real gender equality uh, in, in many, many ways down here. No, uh, you know, I, I, I'm with Susan. I was kind of surprised that we were as high as 44. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, you look around at, at the numbers on all, on everything, and you got to just wonder uh, who the hell is worse than us. I mean, where, where are these places? At, really, uh, Utah, <laughs> you know, Utah, Louisiana. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It just it it really was was surprising that we were six spots from the bottom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, Jack, you had a strong mom. I had a strong mom. Uh, we we always I I. we always saw them as more than equal. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it is sort of <clears throat> in the 21st century kind of surprising to me. You know, coming from families that had strong matriarchal. Well, how women. did they figure this study out? How, I mean, I, I mean, it's kind of vague. Well, finance web, finance it, metrics is what they're okay, okay. based on earnings and, okay, earnings earnings represent, and representation in the workforce, availability of jobs, yeah, okay, okay. Okay. yeah, that kind of thing. So that that's where it comes from. I mean, it looks at it in the sense of if you're a woman and you make X amount of, you have the same education level as a man, and you make X mm -hmm. less. Yeah, than okay. It, in other words, you take all women who work for minimum wage and all men who work for minimum wage, and you say, okay, they are there are more men. There are fewer men that work minimum wage jobs. Than right, and, you know, and a big a big argument of, uh, that has been used for several years now as well. Most women are going into jobs that that pay them less, like teachers' jobs, which I don't know should be necessarily the greatest argument for you. I think it's more of, of an argument that we should pay teachers more. Yeah. Uh, but I th and I think that's a big problem in Alabama. If we did pay our teachers more, I think you would see that that boost up a little bit. Right. Well, I got to tell you the best representation you can look look at the, the majority. The, I mean the the percentage of women in the state of Alabama, and then look at our legislator like legislature and see how many le women legislators we have. We have like two senators, uh, a handful of uh, representatives. Well, we used to have more, but we, yeah. We had more. Well, uh, you know, the redistricting and the Republican move uh, further right, I think, has done not done it well. We've only got about 14 seconds, so I'm going to say new numbers coming from unemployment. There's about 3.3. It's a historic low. But, Susan, it might just be due to people dropping off the roll. You know, right? when, you, when you roll the unemployment uh, back from 26 weeks to 13 weeks, guess how fast people drop off those rolls? Pretty fast. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We're going to talk about our favorite new subject, the trolls under the bridge. We'll be right back. What a great opportunity for your success. Adding half a million highly skilled employees to our workforce by 2025 is how we stay ahead in Alabama. Our economy is stronger than it's been in years, and a skilled workforce is more important than ever. Things move fast, so choose your path. Your success is waiting, plus a great future for Alabama. Success Plus. Go for it. The Energy Institute of Alabama promotes reliable, affordable, and clean energy to help grow our economy, create high-paying jobs, and build public support for Alabama's energy industry. Access to clean, affordable energy continues to be an issue of vital importance in the halls of government and around the kitchen tables across our nation. 
The Energy Institute of Alabama is the best source of energy industry information and how it affects households across the state. From convenient energy production to alternative fuels to solar power and beyond. What are you doing today, babe? I thought I'd head down the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seat belts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all. Okay. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. You know, and I say this in jest that I, I've gotten this, my trolls and my tolls mixed up lately because Jim, Jim Ziegler is such a troll. <laughs> I mean, the guy trolls everything. He's very effective at rabble rousing and is. getting paid and getting attention. Mm -hmm. We'll get to all that next week. Uh, uh, but we because there's we, just so much on so this much that's finally it. coming out. Uh, but anyway, have uh, you heard his radio ad? No. Oh, he's got one. Does he? He sure does. I heard it on our station yesterday. This is Jim Ziegler. <laughs> Bill. And then what does he say after that? Pay me or no? He just talks about waste of taxpayer money yeah. and all that. Th this is the guy. This is the guy who wants transparency, right? Now. He had to turn in his law license, right? Because we understand he was bilking the elderly down in that area. Now, Jim, unseal the records, allow the, the, the people at the Bar Association to give us your records on why you turned in your law license. Because Sorry, Joel. if you didn't do anything wrong, if you just turned them in, unseal the records, Mr. Ziegler. You're Mr. Transparency. Try that one on for size. But anyway, Jim likes his paychecks. Uh, what I don't want to see what happens to him. <laughs> yeah, well, I really don't. From what we understand, there's some elderly folks that had some problems with the way that Mr. Ziegler operated his business. But we, we need more facts, and Jim can get us the facts and show us the paperwork and why he turned in his law license. Now, he's given all kinds of excuses, but he hasn't shown anything. Mm -hmm. but anyway. Now, this is what I'm going to say. And, and in, in, in contrast to that, what we deal with here, both in the APR and on the V, are facts. Facts, that's right, facts. Not uh, a whole bunch of hyperbole, not a whole bunch of fluff and like, blowing your... We deal in facts, which is what something we're about to get to now. Yeah. Okay. Like the fact that this toll bridge is a socialist plot that I am trying desperately to end. <laughs> and, and that brings me to a point of people like Gov Lieutenant Governor Ainsworth saying this is, this, is, this is a liberal agenda. I, I, I like Lieutenant Governor Ainsworth, but this is, the toll bridges are not liberal. No. Uh, liberal is the federal government paying for all your stuff because you think you deserve free stuff. The toll, a toll is a very conservative. I, I think maybe that's been proven to be more conservative. <laughs> At least the conservative states are taking all of it. Well, you know, you, you know, can't I, say Rick Perry is not conservative. And during his 10 years as governor or whatever, he built toll roads all over Texas. Mm -hmm. And people use them. Yeah. And if you don't want to use the bridge, don't use the bridge. That's why it's a conservative idea. I know. It's a pay-as-you-go plan. It's a fee for 
use. I just, I, I'm going to again state my problem that I have with, with the toll bridge. And I'm, I'm perfectly acceptable of everybody else's position on this. Okay, I am. But my problem is, is that you, you have a need that you have identified here with this bridge. That you have a need in Mobile uh, to build a bridge to get over the causeway to relieve traffic congestion that you have there. Tax people appropriately and build your bridge. There you go. Now that's a liberal position. Tax people appropriately and build the bridge so that, that way, you need to do. And, and that way that everybody that doesn't use the bridge also gets to pay the tax. Everybody that, Everybody pays you, tax. You, everybody pays the tax. And so you, you and, 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 and Lieutenant Governor mm -hmm. uh, are in alignment because that is a liberal idea. A conservative idea is where you... Pay as you go. If you use it, you pay for it. If you don't use it, don't pay for it. But that's not even the point I wanted to cover here, Jack. I kind of was wondering. The point is, <laughs> we only got three minutes to get this out. This, this past week, the Mobile uh, the, uh, Planning Organization needed to approve the federal money to come to the state. Mm -hmm. Now, if they disapproved the money, then the bridge would have died pretty much on the spot. They didn't approve to get the money. They approved to push it off down the road. Mm -hmm. They're going to vote on it sooner or later. Now, that bridge uh, also has to be voted on by the Eastern Shore Committee, that mm -hmm. organization, to approve it. John Gray, who's a political operative, who's in the middle of this, it seems, uh, said that, that they would vote against it in, in, uh, over there on the Eastern Shore and that it would be dead. Susan, uh, there's, a, there, there's a reason we need to get through this process of passing these these uh, at requests for money from the federal government. Right. right. And, and and like you said, this is a process. This is not an if you actually, if, if these organizations vote for the money right now, that this is going to approve the process. Uh, the Once you request the money from the federal government, then that gives them the opportunity to go out and get the RFPs to see what it's actually going to cost for the bridge, what it's actually going to cost for the toll, because what we're looking at right now is just estimates of right. what it was going to be. Now, this process can be stopped any time before they, you know, purchase the first piece of material. So if we get all of this done, if they get the RFPs, if they get the money from the federal government approved, even at that point, the local <coughs> delegation there can still say no and they'll stop the project, but they need to get through the process. Well, the, the thing is, I understand it, and is that they, they have to request the money from the federal government. The federal government's already said they would give the money. They have to request it, though. And once they request it and all that's wrapped up, then the state can go out and request bids. Then we'll know how much the toll is, how much the construction is. It's sort of like this, Jack. If Susan and I wanted to build a house and we got an architect out and he said, it's going to be $100 a square foot, and we said, that's what we can afford. And then somebody else comes along, our family members uh, come along and say, oh, no, that's going to be 120 a square foot, and then we said well, we're just going to kick it to the curb before we ever get the construction before company to come out there and tell right. us what's actually. And, and that's what's happening here. Before we get the construction company to come out and tell us what's going on, we're saying no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I know that, that you should you should get the whole thing. People should have the whole picture. There's never there's never a situation where you shouldn't have as much information as you can possibly have to make an informed decision on this thing, but. I honestly think that now we, we've probably sailed it too far down the road. Yeah. Uh, I think that there's uh, as, there's so much opposition now. You know, you got the lieutenant governor, uh, you know, against the thing, and uh, you know, and there are a number of politicians have turned against it now. I just don't know if they can ever get it back. And they've back. turned against it for political reasons, uh, absolutely. not yeah. for. And listen, I don't I don't care whether they have a toll road 
but they don't have a toll road. They can have a free road for all I care. Mm. They just should pay it. Somebody needs to pay for it. And I don't think it has, should be me because I don't, unless I go down and use the darn thing. And I go down there a couple times a year and I'd use it. But that's just my opinion. That and 50 Might be a couple of brothers-in-law involved in all this. I think, <laughs> anyway, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.